Notes from Greenelsh, number 81. Live by faith, as strong families do. I hope your summer is going well. I spent the last week in Wyoming visiting family. We hiked, day camped, swam, roasted s'mores, disc golfed, thrift shopped, played games, went to a museum, and just hung out. My older brother and his family have been there several years, and my mom, stepdad, adopted sister, and her husband moved there last November. It was a long two-day drive there and back, but family is important, so we made the trip. Here, in this picture, our clan is enjoying homemade ice cream at Kendrick Park. I had huckleberry heaven. The park offers something fun for everyone. Families of all ages splash in the creek, sit on the lawn and take in a live concert at the amphitheater, shoot down the giant slide at the pool, throw horseshoes, have a picnic, and admire the bison which roam the north end of the park. The last day before we headed home, I was eating breakfast on the deck of my parents' house and studying the Bible. A light breeze made the aspen leaves shimmer in the morning light. Two turtles with four newborn babies basked on the aging dock by their pond. Two white-tailed deer grazed under the cover of cottonwood trees on the edge of the yard. While birds chirped in the trees, a hummingbird quietly stopped by to drink from the feeder hanging outside the living room windows. Everything was lush green from a rainy spring. Dramatic billowy clouds carved a home in the deep blue sky. I read in the book of Matthew, chapter 21, about Jesus during his last days on earth in beautiful Jerusalem, before returning to heaven to prepare a place for his family, those who trust and obey him. I learned two things from this, which strengthens families. The city overflowed with nearly a million people who came to celebrate Passover. At Passover, Jews thanked God for rescuing them from slavery under cruel Egyptian rule hundreds of years before. This year was unique because Jesus had entered and was hailed by many as king. The people craved deliverance from oppression by Rome and looked to Jesus, the miracle worker, wise teacher, and long-promised royal son of David, to do Jesus indeed came to save the Jews, and everyone who would follow him. Yet he would do it unexpectedly. He would conquer by dying and rising again to give power and freedom from sin spiritually. By solving the root of our problem and not just treating a symptom, Jesus provided a better and longer-lasting salvation than just politically defeating Rome. In describing all of this, Matthew includes an interesting detail. He writes about Jesus cursing a fig tree and causing it to wither because, from a distance, it gave the appearance of bearing fruit by the early development of its leaves, but upon closer inspection, no fruit was found on it. Two lessons stood out to me which strengthen us and our families. First is the power of faithful prayer. Jesus used the fig tree as an object lesson to teach his disciples that you can bring significant change when you pray and believe in line with God's will. I have experienced that in my family. One recent example is that Devin has become a Christian and was just baptized a few months ago at Easter. 
My adopted sister Haley was a rebellious teenager who left home and met Devin on Facebook about three years ago. They moved in together, but didn't follow God. Our family prayed for them both. In time, God changed their hearts, and they wanted to live rightly and honor God. They moved in with my mom and stepdad, stopped sleeping together, and asked if I would counsel them about getting married. Several months later, I did marry them. A year after that, they moved to Wyoming along with my mom and stepdad. God has provided housing, jobs for both of them, and they're now expecting a baby in November. It has been challenging, but they're doing well and growing in Christ. That's the power of God through prayer. The fig tree object lesson not only teaches us to pray faithfully, but also to live faithfully. The fig tree represented Israel. God called the people of Israel to follow him in a way that would bear spiritual fruit, a way that would lead other people and nations to follow him. They were to lead by example, just like the fig tree with early leaves. Most of Israel did not do that. On the outside, they tried to give the appearance of honoring God, but in their hearts, they were far from him. Many in the crowds that hailed Jesus as king when he entered Jerusalem would demand his crucifixion a few days later. They said he was king with their mouths, but he was not truly king in their hearts. The same thing takes place today. People believe God exists, but they won't let him rule their lives. They want to live life on their own terms, subject God to their authority, and fit him and his blessings in where it's convenient, how it's comfortable, or when circumstances are beyond their control. Following Jesus isn't about redefining him or picking and choosing what we like about his message and his mission. Also, it's more than just acknowledging him. It's relating with him, loving him, pleasing him, honoring him, trusting him, and yielding wholeheartedly in obedience to him. Israel did not do that. And like the fig tree, they were judged for tragically rejecting the only one who came to save them. As a natural result, they have suffered needlessly for straying from him. Even today, they are a relatively fragmented and marginalized nation compared to what God had planned for them. Fortunately, in the future, the Bible promises many of the Jews will turn back to God and recognize Jesus as their Savior, and they will become a mighty representative for Him again. I praise God for that. I want my family to be strong in the Lord by living for Him and not for themselves. In contrast to the unfaithful fig tree, Jesus calls us to abide in Him like branches in a vine. Only in Him can we bear fruit. We can't thrive through our own striving, just as a branch can't survive or grow when separated from the vine. Bearing fruit only happens by submitting to His pruning and joyfully drawing from His life as our source. Apart from Him, we can't do anything significant. Yet with Him, we can do all things because of His resurrection power and strength. May your family find strength in God through faithful prayer and faithful living.